I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm here with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. If you're a regular listener, you know she was gone last week on a well-deserved vacation, (laughs) (laughs) which even fraud fighters need. Anyway, welcome, Vicki. Thank you, Patty. It is good to be back, although I had a lovely trip. So um, before I left, I started getting several very urgent tax scam warnings from the IRS, culminating with a bulletin from them with this headline. IRS unveils dirty dozen list of tax scams for 2020. Americans urged to be vigilant to these threats during the pandemic and its aftermath. Now, I know it says 2020, but it also applies to 2021, as they made clear in this uh, warning. So, you know, scams keep coming. They sure do. And they keep getting more sophisticated. And this particular scam or these tax scams seem like a very important thing for our listeners to know about. So I'm not going to cover all 12 today because that's a lot. And many of these we've already gone over. But I thought I'd highlight just a few because these are ones that maybe we haven't talked about before in enough depth. And the first one they mentioned involves phishing, which can come in all different varieties. As I recall, phishing is where the scammer contacts you by email, pretending to be from a government agency or some other legitimate business like your bank. That's correct. And generally speaking, taxpayers should be alert to potential fake emails or websites trying to steal your personal information and ones that look like they might be coming from the IRS. So, What you need to know is that the IRS is never going to initiate contact with you via email about a tax bill, a refund, or a government stimulus payment. And the best thing really to remember, Patty, is don't click on any link claiming to be from the IRS. If you don't remember anything else, remember that. And the email might use buzzwords like uh, coronavirus, stimulus payment, COVID-19, but please don't be fooled. The scammers are just trying to use our fear to get our personal information. Yeah, and they keep coming up with new ways to entice us to click on the link. That's right. And another thing that these bulletins warned about, which is so timely right now, is fake charities. So criminals like to exploit natural disasters by setting up fake charities to steal from very well-meaning people who just want to help. We've seen a lot of natural disasters lately. How do scammers contact their victims pretending that they're a legitimate charity? Well, by many different means, text, email, telephone, or even social media. And what you need to know is that scammers will set up bogus websites using names very much like legitimate organizations. Now, legitimate charities will provide their employer identification number if you request it, and that can be used to verify that they are a legitimate charity. Right, and you mentioned before that we can check them out on BBB.org and also Charity Navigator. What other tips do you have regarding this scam? Well, this is a list that the FBI offered. First of all, 
donate to charities that you know and trust. In other words, if you're comfortable, you've donated to this charity before, go back and donate to that charity again, assuming that you have checked it out and it's a legitimate charity. And be very aware of organizations that have copycat names that are similar, but not exactly the same as a legitimate charity. And here's a little tip. Most legitimate charities end in period O-R-G, not dot com. So dot O-R-G, not dot com. If you see something that ends in dot com, question it very closely. Also verify the charity by contacting that organization directly. And again, don't use the information that you get from the communication coming to you use information that you might get from a legitimate source. Uh, Go to the website and check out uh, the charity on the website. Also, don't pay by cash, gift card, virtual currency, or wire transfer. And as we know, those are big red flags that you're dealing with a scammer. Again, here are the red flags. A request to pay by cash, by gift card, by virtual currency, or by a wire transfer. And finally, the FBI makes it clear you should never make the check payable to the individual, to the person, only to the charity. And I'm guessing the last tip is not to click on any of these links. Now, Vicki, if someone feels they've fallen victim to a phony charity scam, is there any recourse? Well, what you need to do is file a report with the FBI at www.ic3.gov. And again, once that money is gone, it's gone. But at least you can report it to the FBI. And I have given that site many times before, www.ic3.gov, G-O-V, short for government. Now, Patty, the last scam I want to talk about today is the social media scam, because I'm just starting to get some reports about these particular scams that are coming into my fraud hotline. Hmm, I'm not sure which one you're referring to or or if we've talked about it before. How does the scam work? Well, as you know, social media allows anyone to share information with anyone else on the Internet. So a scammer might send you an email pretending to be somebody you know, and that email includes a link to something that you might be interested in. So let me give an example. Let's say you're a bird watcher. You might get an email from one of your fellow bird watchers that you know via some organization. And that email might invite you to click on a link about a very interesting webinar about birds or a video about birds. So of course, you're going to want to follow that up. But here's the problem. When you click on the link, the scammer can infiltrate your email and your cell phone and all of your contacts and go after your friends and family members. And here's what they do. They will pretend to be you. They will text you as if they are your friend with an email asking you to do them a big favor, like sending the money for some emergency. But they're going to pretend to be you. They are so sneaky. You know, um, the episode that follows Scam Squad is your moment of trust with the BBB. And recently they talked about a Facebook scam. And what the scammers are doing is they're saying, my account was hacked. And Mm -hmm. so please 
accept this new friend request. So you might think, well, I'm already friends with this person, but because it legitimately happens to people to get hacked and it legitimately happens, you're likely to click on it thinking, well, sure, I'll be friends with this person. You know, they poor thing, they had to set up a new account. And so I thought that was very tricky as well. Another warning to pick up the phone and call the person. It's just amazing what these scammers come up with. That is one that I have not heard of, Patty. So thank you for sharing that. Sure. And it sort of underlines the fact that we have to be so careful what we put on social media because scammers will find a way to use information against us. (laughs) I hate that. You know, I think we're doing good, Vicki. But at the same time, the scams are evolving and they are getting more and more sophisticated. They are. Well, Patty, I actually do have some good news. Oh, good. And this sort of segues from what we've talked about with these uh, government imposter scams, impersonating FBI, IRS. So here is the headline, and this comes from the Department of Justice, the United States Attorney's Office. Here's the headline, operator of Indian robocall scam pleads guilty to defrauding over 4,000 U.S. victims out of more than $8 million. Now, this was a guy living in India, and he operated a call center in Mabadabad, India. And this call center sent out automatic robocalls to many victims in the United States. And after establishing contact with these victims through the automated calls, this scammer and other people at his call center would coerce, cajole, trick victims to sending cash, either direct cash through physical bulk shipments or electronic money transfers. And the scam that they used included impersonating law enforcement officers from the FBI and the DEA and representatives from other government agencies like the IRS and Social Security Administration. And they would threaten victims with severe legal and financial consequences if they didn't send this money under some completely phony pretense. So this person was investigated. He was arrested. He was prosecuted. And apparently he faces a maximum penalty, 20 years in prison for this particular conspiracy. Now he probably won't get that, but that's the maximum possible penalty. And he also recruited and supervised money mule. So these are the people that get the money from the scammers in the United States and transfer them to the scammers in India or whatever country is running the scam. And interestingly enough, some of these money mules were located here in California. So there were victims from California. So we're very happy that he was discovered and arrested and prosecuted. And the article goes on to say that combating elder abuse and financial fraud targeted at seniors is a key priority of the Department of Justice. So we're happy to learn that. We are one of their priorities. (laughs) Yes, I'm so glad. Yes. And it seems it's a good priority because uh, those scams just keep coming. And unfortunately, they do so often target senior citizens. They do, Patty. So before we leave today, would you be sure and give the fraud hotline number? So if anyone knows of a scam or is worried that they may have been scammed, they can get in touch with you? Absolutely. So my fraud hotline number is area code 805-568-2442. And that's 805-568-2442. And Patty, 
I should have always said this, but I will tell people now, I usually only come in two days a week. I am part-time. So if I don't get back to you right away, I will get back to you. I answer every call that comes into my fraud hotline. Thank you, Vicki. That's good to know. And you do such a great job in the community. Thanks for all you do. Until next week. Until next week. Bye-bye. Bye.